hey guys, yeah, the Avengers was so fucking gay. Go rape your families, you sick sacks of shit. Fuck. Activate my curly horse dick. Initiate you claw. Commence annoying commentary. Begin geek upload. System check complete. All systems operational in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This is Sick and Wrong, the podcast. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, Simon. Wackerly here. What's up there, Wacker? Nothing. Not too much. How's the week going? The week is going good. Almost over. Next week's going to suck. Got to go to Bakersfield for three days. A lot of light bulbs there to count in uh, Bakersfield. The home of Buck Owens and not <laughs> Merle much Haggard. else. Isn't uh, Merle Haggard from Bakersfield? Somebody else. Maybe Merle or somebody else. Yeah, that's probably Merle. Bakersfield is kind of a jerkwater burg, though. I mean, there's no reason really to go there unless you're driving through to Vegas, really. Do you even go through it to go to Vegas? I don't think so. Maybe you do. Past it. Well, Wacker, I'm sorry to hear that, uh, that uh, you're going to have to end up... It's, it's almost like going to, into Gulag, being forced to go out, off into the, uh, the, the valley, Central Valley, California. That's how I look at it. Good luck with that. And uh, I, I don't mean to make you jealous, but... Um, this past week's been all right for me. Uh, last night, I got to uh, engage in two of your favorite things. Which really? uh, I, I'm not saying this to make you jealous, but uh, yeah, karaoke and porn stars. <laughs> I went to um, I went to an event called Porn Star Karaoke at this bar in uh, Burbank. It's called uh, Sard Sard Sardos Sardos in Burbank. See, with both of those things, I do enjoy them, but I like to experience them privately in the comfort of my own home. <laughs> so wait, you like to do karaoke while you're jacking off the porn, just but by yourself? Both by myself. Maybe not simultaneously. <laughs> well, you'd think those two things would go hand in hand. I mean, if, you, if someone mentioned, hey, dude, do you want to go to porn star karaoke? There's a bunch of porn stars doing karaoke. You'd think, wow, this might be kind of cool. I, you know, and I like porn not a huge fan of karaoke, but maybe porn stars singing karaoke make me like karaoke that much better. Well, you know, Wackerly, you'd be wrong if you think that because <laughs> karaoke sounds just as wretched when porn stars are singing it as are regular people. Are they nude? People. No. No, there's no nude. It actually, you know, to be, to be honest, this has been hyped up by a few friends of mine, um, i.e. P-Town, P-Town, who tends to go to porn star karaoke, like, I'd say once a month. Um, well, because it's close to his work, right? Well, I think his coworkers like to go there. And he had mentioned it to me, and he was like, ah, dude, this is great. You should go check it out. And it turns out a friend of mine um, was going because her friend is, was one of the porn stars that was uh, doing karaoke. There was her birthday, and she's having a birthday party. So I was like, hey, you know what? Tonight's as good a night as any. I should go check it out. So I went over there, and uh, yeah, it was basically what I thought. I hate karaoke. And I figured, you know, maybe with porn stars doing it, and you, know, you get to see huge tits, and maybe they're, you know, maybe they'll get so drunk that they'll take their clothes off, and that will make karaoke bearable. Well, they didn't. They they were fully clothed, and uh, yeah, and they were shrieking. And it's not just female porn stars. 
There were male porn stars there. And then beyond that, there were dudes just in the porn industry, like the grips and the, <laughs> the, the gaffers and like the, the, pro- the, the production coordinators. You know, just like those gross kind of dudes. Talent that scout. Are, you know those guys I'm talking about that are kind of fat? And they got like, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, a, I'm a grip on the dip for, I work for Vivid. And they're just kind of fat and they're just like. Yeah, I watch all the, the behind the tattoos. scenes porn <laughs> that you can find on the internet. They're funny. But you know what I hate about karaoke? I've isolated it down to this one song. This is what I hate about karaoke. I hate karaoke. I mean, there are myriad reasons why I hate karaoke. But the main reason I hate karaoke is because there's always some asshole that has to do Bohemian Rhapsody. I just hate that song. I don't hate the I ha- song. I hate the Queen version. It's dumb. It's a novelty song. It is a novelty song. I don't know why everybody loves it so much. I, I You know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, out of Queen's oeuvre, there's a million other songs that are better. Right. Hundreds of other songs that are better. But that song... Every single one, in my opinion, is better than that one. You know, I really hate uh, um, We Are the Champions. I can't stand that song either. It's close. Yeah, it's close. But Bohemian like Rhapsody... Bicycle. The bicycle song is pretty tedious, too. But they all have the same quality. They're all novelty songs. Well, Bohemian Rhapsody, though, is, I think, is you know, the, the whole album, is the concept of Night at the Opera, it's just the, the whole album is kind of a novelty album for Queen. But, but there's always an asshole, this egotistical prick that has to do that song. And that song's like fucking nine minutes long. And he's That's probably why. flailing his arms around and windmilling and trying to be and, fucking Wayne and Garth. And he's trying to get the whole or... audience involved. Like when when we saw that he was, I, I don't know what what facet of the porn industry he worked in, what his position was. But he, well, he come was, on, you know by looking at him, is he is he a porn star or is he behind? The scenes? He was definitely like a, you know yeah like a production assistant or something. Okay. He, it wasn't good looking enough to be a porn star. Maybe he is. Maybe he's 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 hung or something. I don't know. I was gonna say, did it look like he had a giant summer sausage on his pants? Yeah, I, I didn't take measurements. I tried to cop a feel, but he was uh, singing. And <laughs> but no, he comes on and he was talking about how his band just came out with their first album, and so so you knew he was the singer. Thus, the inflated ego. And I knew as soon as he said that, oh great, this is the Bohemian Rhapsody asshole. And for mm-hmm. sure enough, there it was. And then it's like, come on, everybody. And he's like making the audience sing. And the whole place no. the whole place was just filled with meatheads and just porn stars. And it was just a and, – and it's in Burbank, so I had to drive. So I, was, I wasn't drunk. The, the whole thing just – I was soured on the whole thing until uh, Ron Jeremy showed up. Then it was kind of cool because I was like, all right made the night somewhat worthwhile even though even though that's the one celebrity i've seen in los angeles more than any other celebrity i've seen ron jeremy like five times but you think about that guy's life god he's he's had sex with more beautiful women than either one of us ever will have times like 50 yes he's quite a coxman you know that that, that guy's his dick has been inside so many beautiful women and who cares if he's you know a tragic case that just kind of lives on his own and will probably die at the age of like what 60 from a heart attack he looks dangerous he, he looks, doesn't look like he's in good health doesn't look very healthy at all but uh, you know he rolls in there with two hot porn stars and you're just like there you go ron jeremy right there living legend there he is the i was man. wondering about this though it's i guess this is a bit of a thought experiment but let's say by some hypothetical circumstance your mom met Ron. She was out here visiting. She met Ron Jeremy, and your parents were divorced. And she's like, 
I really like this guy. They got along well. She got her She got his number. He got her number. Vice versa. They ended up going on a date, and she told you, you know, like a month later, hey, here's my new boyfriend, and it was Ron Jeremy. Would you? And does be she like, know he's a porn star? She didn't know does anything she really about him. She was just charmed by his his uh, winsome personality and his good looks. <laughs> and uh, so wait, I could, missed that. He, she does or does not know? Does not know. She didn't. Oh. I mean, he's not a porn star anymore. I don't think he still is in porn, is he? Yes, he is in porn. <laughs> what, what porn is he in? Who? I mean, he's. I mean, it's perfect. Not, he's now doing the porn. He's doing once again novelty. I've said novelty like twelve times this episode, but he now he does novelty porn where he fucks really hot teenagers, and the whole joke is or attraction is that like, oh, watch this teenager fuck this disgusting fat man. So okay, getting back to my question. Would you would you put the kibosh on that? Would you stop that, or would you be like, "Wow, dude, my mom is dating Ron fucking Jeremy. This is amazing." <laughs> I'm not in the I'm not in the business of telling my mom what to do. No, but She's I mean, you know the legacy of Ron Jeremy. You know, I would tell her. I would say he's a porn star. Here's a bunch of his porns. Watch them and see if you are you if you're still interested. Go for it. Don't don't get an STD. But what if she was or like, do you're old? Lance, like, what does it matter? Lance, his arm, his cock is as big as a baby's arm. Great, it's probably bigger. <laughs> I hope I hope it really stretches you out. I mean, you're old. I, I'd almost go to Ron Jeremy and be like, "Are you sure you want to fuck my mom?" I mean, look at her. So you wouldn't be opposed to um, your mother dating Ron Jeremy. If that's what she wants, I mean, like I said, I'd want her to know what she was getting into. So I would say. Uh, mom, you know, you know, the Googles, you know how to use the Google. You, you wouldn't you sit her down so and play some of your favorite Ron Jeremy videos for her. I would just be like, why don't you type Ron, Ron's name into Google and just, you know, look through that a little bit before you get your heart broken. Cock blocker. I wouldn't do it's that. It's not cock blocking. <laughs> I would be like, this is awesome. And I'm going to hang out with you every time you come to town. Think how think of the street cred, dude. I mean, if the. If the decision is her hanging around me all the time and tra- always ca- calling me to do stuff or having a nice relationship with Ron Jeremy where they're like, <laughs> go get coffee and go to the museum, go to roller skating, Ron to, Jeremy all the way. Go to hot tub orgies. That would be a little gross. <laughs> Especially if it was a hot tub orgy that you yourself were at. <laughs> Oh, hey, yeah, Ron Jeremy's here. Great. Oh, oh shit. Oh, man. He's with my mom. God. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So I wonder, though, I wonder, you know, I wonder about Ron Jeremy. Do you think he's ever encountered any STDs? Like, how yeah. many STDs do you think Ron Jeremy has had in his lifetime? I would say at least three and not more than six. I'm sure he's had... I'm sure he's had gonorrhea several times. He probably Chlamydia. doesn't have any of these serious ones, like obviously like AIDS or anything, but probably the clap. I'm sure he's no stranger to the clap. I'm sure he has HPV. He like has to have HPV. people have HPV. Isn't HPV, that's the genital warts. It's if you um, have unprotected sex with, what, three people, then you have HPV, the chances are you have HPV. Yeah, because one in every two people have it or something like that. So that so. means Ron Jeremy probably definitely has that. But probably every porn star has that. Right. So, okay. So now let's say he's having sex with your mom. 
or is going <laughs> is going to have sex with your mom. I don't know why I find this so funny. Um, would you? I don't really. I don't, I'm beyond. I'm beyond the age where thinking of my mom having sex really disturbs me. It doesn't really. I actually am kind of aroused. I wouldn't by want to it. walk in on it, but <laughs> I've met your mom, and uh, I I can picture this, and I'm not. It's not arousing to me, but I'm saying that's not unarousing either. Um. So do you? <laughs> what are you saying? You can picture it. <laughs> I mean, like she has a vagina. Yeah. I'm neither hot nor cold to it. I'm just like trying to analyze it as if it's like you know, I'm watching something on Animal Planet. Like you're a doctor. A doctor. A clinical. I'm looking at it clinically. So let's say your mother and Ron Jeremy are going to have sex. Would you want want Ron to discuss the number of STDs he's had with her beforehand? Or would you want to just like after the sexual relationships begun, maybe tell her later? Before. I mean, you, I think I think everybody should, should practice that. So, do you extend that courtesy to all the uh, ladies that you tend to bed? <laughs> well, I don't have any STDs, so <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't. Obviously, rules apply to other people, not to me. Should I be asking? Do you think? I mean, is that general generally a practice? Should you just have? Even if you don't have any STDs, should, is it just common courtesy that before you start having sex with a woman, you have the STD talk? I mean, and knowing full well that nobody is doing this. Well, that's kind of what I'm getting at. At what age are you supposed to consider yourself to be an adult? But you actually, before you engage in sexual intercourse, you're like, have this discussion. Well, by the way, I had gonorrhea once when, uh, in 1982. You know, it's like, what, when, do you, when do you do that? Do you actually, do you need to disclose that information? I'm, well, of course, I think well, if you're okay, HIV let's positive. Reverse, flip it back a couple seconds. There's STDs and there's STDs, right? Gonorrhea is completely curable. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So it's, it's chlamydia. Like it, but if you had HIV or if you have okay. HIV. That's, that's the thermonuclear option, HIV. You got to tell somebody that. No, you have. You shouldn't to. even be going out and dating people who don't already have HP, HIV. If you have HIV, I mean, it's, I know people do it, and they're like, "I'm fully." I mean, I fully accept that my partner has HIV, and we use safe sex. Like, okay, you're an idiot, but fine. You got to tell if you have it, but like, <laughs> it. I mean, the gray area is probably HPV. If you know that you have it, do you tell? I guess you got to, right? Are you well, an sort of, but I mean, chances are that uh, that uh, someone else has it. I think the gray area is HPV and herpes. Because herpes... herpes you got to tell. But, but herpes is incurable, yes. So therefore, you'd think, okay, I got to tell. But herpes also only is only contagious during outbreaks, which some people don't even have outbreaks. Here is my, here is my distinction between the HPV and the herpes. HPV, you have it, and like, we, like we've said and we've heard, one out of every two people has it, and there's no maintenance activities, right? You just have it. It doesn't itch or anything. Like, maybe there's bumps. I don't even know. I think a lot of people have it, and there's I, no bumps. Yeah, I think a lot of people just have it. But it can cause cervical cancer, though, in women. Okay. I think that's the, that's the, the problem with uh, HPV. <laughs> isn't, that like, isn't that like a billion other things that cause cervical cancer? Yeah, I mean, it's one of the uh, potential, you know, agents that can cause cervical cancer in women. Is I don't HPV. want to minimize the cervical cancer. But but HPV. then again, though, HPV, younger uh, girls that are, what, under the age of 25 can be um, vaccinated for it now. 
So, I mean, that almost kind of nullifies you having to even have that awkward conversation. Whereas herpes, herpes is one of those that, uh, yeah, I think think herpes has a gray area. Because I think if you're having an outbreak, well, then you shouldn't be even having sex with anybody. But if you're not, and then then if you give it, my point is, if you give it to somebody, now they're having outbreaks that they have to deal with, right? I mean, there's like steps you have to take, and and it's like uncomfortable, and it comes and it goes, and it's like, oh god, I'm going on vacation next month. I hope I don't have a herpes outbreak. But they say though that if uh, you're not having an outbreak, some people have herpes and they haven't had an outbreak in like two years, that you're not contagious during that period. But you should. The rule is you got to tell. Ethically, you should tell. Well, even if you're not having an outbreak. Well, ethically and now legally, because uh, I just read about this herpes verdict in Portland, Oregon, where a woman won nine hundred thousand dollars after getting a disease from her date. So now you're legally culpable to tell, and th- I think that which just makes the whole situation more awkward. Because think about how. If you're hooking up with a girl, I mean, I I guess it depends on where you're meeting a girl, how old you are. But, you know, it's, you know, you hook up at a bar. You don't know this person. It's a one night stand. You end up like, you know, one thing to one thing leads to another. You end up having sex. You're drunk. It's rare that you're sitting around like, so uh, do you have any STDs? I just want to know, get this out in the open here. I mean, maybe I know see, I have a raging heart on right now, and we're both completely naked in your bed. Maybe you sign this. I want this, you like, to fill out this questionnaire. <laughs> have you ever had herpes? Yeah, yeah, no, okay. Checklist, little checklist here. Yeah, I mean, talk about ruining the mood. Should, that should be an app. Uh, oh my god, this is just a money making opportunity. That should be an app for your iPhone. The what the STD list app? The STD checklist. <laughs> <laughs> and you could make it so. Um, like it just emits this like piercing alarm sound until you get through the checklist and you know click everything no. I think it'd be better if you could just make this app that's like kind of touch sensitive. You just shove it right in her pussy, and then just leave it in there for maybe like twenty seconds and pull it back out, and it's either like Bing, she's clean. They or, have that. Do they have it? Don't you, you remember just... that little thing you you could put it on? It was like one of those stories that went around the tubes. They had some some company in England made a little like attachment to your iPhone and you could pee on it and it would tell you if you had herpes or HPV or something. It can tell yeah. it can tell you like even if you had herpes. I think so. I can't remember which STDs it checked for, but it was one or the other or multiple. When, when we finish this podcast, where you got to look that up online, tell me about that. Cause this would be a good, okay. this would be a good device to have. I almost think it'd almost be kind of like I could work it into my whole sexual routine here. It's like, you know, bit of foreplay you pee on this i get to watch you pee i masturbate while you're peeing i get so hot when girls pee on my phone (laughs) (laughs) so okay so okay so in oregon what what happened here and this is now this is a setting a legal precedent so now i think we're all going to be forced to have this awkward std conversation whether we like it or not or possibly be um how culpable for uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars so this woman is a 49-year-old divorcee. She was impressed when she met a 69-year-old Southeast Portland man on the internet dating website eHarmony. Uh, <laughs> remind me to stay the hell away from eHarmony. <laughs> it's a cesspool of virus. <laughs> yeah, but uh, what? I don't talk about middle-aged uh, middle-aged cesspool. Look, I don't go online. She? She's 50 and he's 70. 
Like, Jesus. Who, I mean, is that the average age range on eHarmony? I don't know, but when you're when we're 70, the 50-year-old birds are going to be looking mighty fine. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's 20 years as junior. Uh, she said uh, he, uh, she was a dental hygienist, and he was a retired dentist, so they had a lot in common. On their fourth date, they had some hors d'oeuvres, some wine, a few puffs of pot, which led to sex. The woman Dentist was looking for a husband, but instead she ended up with genital herpes. And after enduring repeated outbreaks of the disease, she spiraled into clinical depression. She gained a lot of weight. Uh, she eventually sued the, uh, the retired dentist for $900,000 for pain and suffering. It was the first time a case of one person suing another for intentionally transmitting herpes went to trial in Oregon. And that's, what, that's I think, the, uh, the, the, the gray area here, in, in, which needs to be defined. Intentionally transmitting herpes. Do you think this guy was like, oh, I'm going to give this woman herpes because that's what gets me off? Like he, you know, this was premeditated? I have no idea. How it couldn't I be. I mean, why would anybody? I mean, may, I may, perhaps he's a malicious retired dentist. That does this. But I, I just don't think, I mean, the fact that they're saying intentionally transmitting herpes is a loaded term. There well, already did, is he, did he knowingly have an outbreak? Did he, did he not, you know, use any, I guess condoms don't really, do condoms help with herpes? I think so. I'm, I'm not actually, did he not well, use well, a No, condom? I guess not. If it, well, it depends on if he's having an outbreak. I mean, he said that, uh, what did he say? He said that he was not having an outbreak and he didn't think he would be contagious but the the prosecutors were saying given your background as a dentist you should truly know but dentists aren't real doctors you know what <laughs> they what they they, they they don't get anywhere near that end i know they poke around your teeth i wouldn't want a dentist delivering a baby Good maybe Lord. if you had a wad of old semen like in a cavity <laughs> they could help you out with that so what's interesting about this jurors here these are Oregonian. although people do get oral herpes right yeah, I guess maybe he's encountered that. Maybe that's how he got it. Because he put you <laughs> under and stuck his dick in your mouth. That's why I'm yeah. always worried about dentists. I never go to a male dentist for that reason. Um, jurors were asked to ponder fundamental questions about dating and sex in today's times. Is a man obligated to tell his date that he had genital herpes before they had unprotected sex? Did he truly not know that he was contagious even when he wasn't experiencing lesions? And how much should a person be compensated for a disease, albeit incurable, that affects roughly one in six adults? <laughs> I mean, it, it's fairly common. That's the thing. That's what you're saying about HPV. If it's like one in two people have it, really, are you entitled to a million dollars for pain and suffering from this? That's uh, something so common? I don't know. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's a good question. Like I said, I, I, I just herpes, you know, there's sores and stuff like that that may... It, Brings it up a notch to me. I don't care if one in six people have it. Well, if you're on this jury, I was I was pure and clean before I met you. You fuck. <laughs> if you're on this jury, you probably would have uh, sided with the uh, the majority here. The man they felt the man was seventy five percent negligent, while the woman carried twenty five percent of the blame. Um, they so all did felt. They, is that how they award? Did she ask for a million and they awarded uh, like seventy five hundred thousand? No, that she. I think she was suing for nine hundred thousand, and that's what uh, she ended up getting. Well, what the fuck? If it was twenty five percent of her fault, she should lose twenty five percent of the request. The juror said, "We all felt." One of the jurors said, "We all felt he should have told her. He had the responsibility to tell her." A criminal charge. If, if I was on the defense, I would have been like, "All right, <laughs> gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, 
Can I get a show of hands? Which of you have herpes? <laughs> like all the dudes, like, well, I do. I, I do. do. Sorry. And then we were like, I do. Don't you think they did that during jury selection, though? Like, okay, how many <laughs> STDs have you had? And you're like, well, I guess I've had herpes, gonorrhea, chlamydia a couple times. The judge is like, but I remind you that you're under oath. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I had the clap. I had, uh, <laughs> I had crabs once. Yeah, I once blew a Mr. homeless Simon. guy. Mr. <laughs> once blew a homeless guy in back up a Wendy's. <laughs> I think I got AIDS. <laughs> uh, that would be good. At the end of your little jury selection interview, like the entire courtroom is vomiting <laughs> into, the, into the aisle. Make it stop! <laughs> Uh, I think we I think we've learned enough here, Mr. Simon. You're dismissed. Uh, please wear this hazmat suit as you leave the car. Do not <laughs> bleed on anyone, please. Um, criminal charges in situations like this are also very rare. They say that uh, lawsuits like this are difficult to prove because it's difficult to prove a preponderance of evidence. So you can't really prove that someone intentionally infected another. Although it's easier to prove that. I guess you don't need to prove preponderance of evidence in a civil trial. Right. But, um, you gotta go civil. Uh, although a lot of states criminalize only the intentional spreading of HIV because of its serious life-threatening nature, Oregon, uh, Oregon allows people to, um, I guess, sue for any sexually transmitted disease. So you just have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. And that's the, the standard in a civil suit. That the person intentionally gave it to you. Yeah. So, so this is what's interesting here. She's, uh, I guess when the woman took the stand, she testified that she asked her date to wear a condom. He said, okay. But the next thing she knew, he wasn't wearing a condom and it was too late. And afterward, as they were lying in bed and talking about the chemistry between them, she said he broke the news to her that he had herpes and she kicked him out of the house. Dude, the timing is off. Unless he wanted to get out of there. Yeah, I don't, you know, I've never actually, I've had sex with girls of loose morals too, um, slatterns if you will, and I've still have never actually had that discussion with them. It's come up later where I've like we've talked about it, like oh, I guess I had gonorrhea a couple times, you know. I remember one time having, uh, I'm not going to name the girl, but we had sex. Oh, how and- good of you! <laughs> Chivalry is not dead. <laughs> we had sex and. Uh, I remember we were like, I think we went to go get like a burrito or something. We were eating the burrito and she was, the subject of STDs came up and she's like, you know oh yeah. this burrito reminds me of <laughs> an infected penis. <laughs> this guacamole kind of looks a lot like gonorrhea. But no, she started talking about it. She was like, oh yeah, I've had the gagas a couple times and I had the siffies like twice. And I looked at her, I'm like, you have pet names for the venereal diseases that you've had. This is the last time I will ever, ever put my penis anywhere near you. I almost thought I was sitting too close to her at the table eating a burrito. Totally mm. ruined my appetite. I didn't finish I like it. that you take your slatterns out for a post-coitus burrito. Yeah, you know, a lot I mean, about I'm you. a gentleman. I'm a gentleman. Gentleman at heart, you know. Wine them, dine them, 69 them. Right, but you did it in the wrong order. <laughs> <laughs> you, you 69 them. We were friends. We're going out. You dine to them afterwards. You know, it's one of those things. You like come home. You have sex all night. You're drunk and you're hungover the next day. What's the What's the best hangover food? I'd say burrito. Right, but the best thing for hangover before that is to get the skank out of your house. Yeah, I guess I could have done that. I'm a gentleman, you know. Chivalry's not dead in the D. Simon household. 
But yeah, no, I just remember hearing that. So it's 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 the post-coitus discussion that I think really hurts. So this must have been for her. I mean, here she is. They just had sex. And he's like, oh, by the way, I have herpes. I hear about this a lot, though. Um, like, what is this guy? Fucking... <laughs> Seven-year-old dentist. No, no. I'm thinking, like... I'm trying to... Th- like, Doug Henning of the condom here. <laughs> like, I hear people doing this. They're like... She wanted me to put a condom on, so I put it on, but then I slipped it off while she wasn't looking. Like, Slide of why hand. Why did you do that? I, yeah, I don't understand. How did you do that, and why did you do that? Well, I understand if a condom breaks. That makes sense. Oh, yeah, that happens to everybody. I mean, that, or that, it slips off accidentally, and you gotta go, you gotta go on the fishing expedition. Spelunking. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's, yeah, I've had that happen, too. But, yeah, to... to do the switcheroo, like, okay, yeah, I'm switcheroo. on, I'm ready. Uh, like, I guess you were like, oh, let's do another position, and you, like, throw it under the bed or feed it to the cat or something. Well, I just don't, yeah, I don't understand how that would even happen or why. So maybe if you think about it, then maybe this guy is maliciously, you know, intentionally giving her a venereal disease. I mean, and I understand guys that don't want to use condoms, right? I understand there's a difference, but I'm just like, you've already got it on. You're already balls deep. Like at that point, just just finish it out with with the arm the armor all on. Her lawyer um, her lawyer praised his client as a heroine for standing up to hold a dangerous man responsible. He says that uh, he asked the jurors to establish a standard by sending a message that in a civilized society, sex partners sex partners must tell one another if they have an STD, and the relationships must not be governed by the law of the jungle. Oregon's a jungle. Concrete jungle. Everybody's <laughs> running around <laughs> raping and uh, just giving venereal disease to each other. I don't know. I mean, if you're gra- if you're grading on a curve, making it all the way to fifty years old before you get herpes, like you're doing pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not that bad. I mean, I'm surprised. It's like he- a B, like if an A plus is going your whole life without getting herpes, getting all the way to fifty and not having herpes is at least like a B, a B minus, B minus probably. B you know, plus, yeah. I'm I'm surprised that uh, the uh, the retired dentist attorney didn't take that approach. Instead, he just hired an asshole attorney, a bullish attorney. He's like, this is what the attorney said to the jury, the way the the defense attorney. He's like, grow up, come on, you're an adult. He's an adult. They had sex. The point is, she's not some innocent little victim here. And then he then he goes on to say, go for a million. That's the plaintiff's message. God bless America. Go for it. Got some sp- got some coffee to spill on me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get herpes from coffee, can you? Herpes coffee? I don't know. I don't. I don't think browbeating the jury is a good idea in a case like this. Obviously, they're going to sympathize with the woman who's uh, who, who's going on and on about how how she suffered from anxiety, depression, and it caused her this herpes caused her weight to balloon by thirty pounds. <laughs> See, I'm on her side until she starts fucking blaming her weight gain on her herpes. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best part, too. And uh, the last thing I'm going to say The herpes made it. me go, go get like large chocolate milkshakes and Big Macs. When the uh, judge read the jury's verdict and she was awarded the $900,000, she stood up and looked as if she were straining to hold back tears. And as the jurors filed out of the courtroom, she held their gaze and mouthed words of gratitude as they passed. Gold okay. digger. <laughs> have you ever had a girl? This, this is the whole holding back. Every girl that I've ever dated can do the I'm crying, but there's no tears thing, which is oh, yeah, yeah. the equivalent of, oh, she's holding back her tears. 
You could say that too, right? Every girl can do this thing where they... It's fake crying, right? Yeah, it's fake crying. Just They're just pulling the sympathy strings. It's a pandering. lot of time what they do... Here, here's a technique, and men can't do it because we don't wear makeup, but you... um. You know, you do the or like the the choked up throat, and then you dab at your eye as if you're trying to catch the tear before, before it messes comes. up your makeup. But there's no tear to begin with. I know it's 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 emotionally manipulative, and that's what they do. That's a, this woman's a con reason. artist, if you ask me. I don't know. Whatever. You know. You know what's interesting about this, though. So I can. I'm what I'm. What surprises me is that a that a civilian woman or just a regular person can sue another regular person for an extraordinary amount of money for for not disclo- disclosing a very common venereal disease but i can understand when people like robin williams are sued for it. robin williams was sued in 1986 for 6.2 million dollars by a girl that he had <laughs> given herpes to he settled out of court michael vick was sued in 2005 he uh settled for an unknown sum also out of court but Tony Bennett, who was sued in a famous case in 1985, he actually produced medical records claiming that he did not have herpes, and he countersued for defamation for $100 million. And I think he won, Tony Bennett. So really the velvet fog is just like a cloud of herpes? <laughs> That's what first to? I always thought it was like his you know, velvety voice, but I guess not. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, it, it makes sense, though, that... Uh, you would try to like extort money from some celebrity, um, some you know like that because these people have a lot of money and it'd be you know it'd, it'd be in their best interest to, to sue out of you know to, to settle out of court. But uh, I'm, I'm just that's what pl- celebrities are there for. If I were, yeah. if I lived in L.A. like you did, I would spend every weekend just jaywalking back and forth across Pacific Coast Highway, just hoping Lindsay Lohan would run into me. <laughs> Because you're right set there, for you life. Know, that's a settlement right out of court. Yeah, you yeah. might have a broken leg. You might have a limp. I don't give a shit. Yeah, it won't bother me. I'll ride around in a wheelchair for $200, $200 million or what? $2 million, I guess, would be more reasonable. $2 million. So, Wacker, I think we've learned a lesson here. Next time um, you're going to have sex with someone, I think uh, you might have to have the talk beforehand. Just cover your oh. bases. I thought the lesson was to not fuck dentists, Robin Williams, Michael Vick. Tony Bennett. Or, well, Tony Bennett, you can, fuck, well, you can fuck Tony Bennett, actually. Because he yeah. produced medical records. He didn't have herpes. Oh, all right. So, all right. He's back on the list. <laughs> well, I don't know, people. It's up to you. Uh, do you want to, like, uh, ruin the entire mood and uh, disclose the um, sordid details of your, your past sex life? Or do you just want to go with it and just Russian roulette? With your dick. I don't know. It's up to you. Find out what happens. Yeah, the diseases go both ways, right? So that's why you got to You never remember. know. You never it's know. not just, if I tell her I have herpes, I might not get laid. I mean, maybe you'll tell her you have herpes and she'll say, oh, well, I should probably tell you I have AIDS. Yeah, she's oh, like, okay, I'm going to trump your herpes with my AIDS. It's better probably not to even know and just wear a condom. Just don't be stupid. Uh, people, this is episode 335 here of Sick and Wrong. Quick recap of last week. Uh, we did two s- amazing stories, two incredible Sick and Wrong stories. Uh, the first one was a, about an atomic wedgie and a 50-year grudge. And the second story was a, a truly just awful story about a mouthful of squid sperm. And uh, that story won. That story won episode 334. So congratulations there, listener two. 
I'm not quite sure what your name is, but uh, you won episode 334 by an overwhelming uh, margin of votes. I wonder uh, if you could get mouth herpes, mouth squid herpes, if that happened to you. What if, okay, what if she had the squid sperm anchored in her mouth, and then you stuck your dick, she gave you oral sex, and then you got the squid sperm anchored onto your dick? Could you sue her for something like transmitting squid sperm? No, not if she didn't know. I'd have to sue the. I'd have to sue the sushi chef. Sue the sushi chef. That's how a real professional podcaster can say that. Yeah. Sue the sushi chef. <laughs> sue the sushi chef. <laughs> People, you know the way the show works. Wagner and I present the most disturbing news times of the week. Audience votes. Winner gets a sick and wrong care package. You can send your articles to singeronpodcasthotmail.com. Submit them via Facebook or Twitter or even the Sick and Wrong forum. Uh, before we get to these stories here for episode 335, here's a word from our sponsor, Audible.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Every night with my star friends, we eat caviar and So the first story here uh, was sent in by Pat. Pat writes, okay, if you're not going to give me the face eater in Miami or the gay Montreal ice pick killer, then at least give me this. This guy was arrested and brought to the same prison on the same night as Luke Magnata, the Montreal ice pick killer arrested in Berlin. Later, boys. I kind of hate when guys call us boys. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I, I, I just... I hear it in my mind. Later, boy. <laughs> I, I just it's or I I picture some like Jerry Sandusky looking character like later, boys. <laughs> later. I'll see you in the locker room. Yeah, like he's gonna be in the shower when we go shower after the podcast. <laughs> Which I would that I'll would bother snap me. Snap you with my towel. <laughs> A little wrestling, little garbass. Not gonna happen there, Pat. You should say later, dudes. All right. I don't know, um, gentlemen. You know, but uh, he brings up an interesting point. Yeah, we can't give everybody, uh, you know, the, the popular stories. You know, like uh, that, that face eater in Miami. I don't know. There must have been like 100 people that sent that in. And then the Luke Magnata, the ice pick guy. Yeah, we had like an equal amount of people sent that story in. So usually what I try to do, you know, I just give it to the first person. The, 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 the first email that came in. So it's, you know, it's like we're egalitarian here on Sick and Wrong. It's not like I'm playing favorites. Now, if uh, you did happen to submit a picture of your girlfriend or if you're a hot girl yourself naked with sick and wrong written on you, yes, I would, I would give you preference. But who wouldn't? It's know? still egalitarian. Yeah. It's just judging based on different criteria of merit. Exactly. Although, uh, Pat, I'm going to give you this story because this is a good one. Man beheads wife on apartment roof in Berlin. A Berlin man was arrested on Monday on suspicion of killing his wife and cutting her body to pieces after a row in a flat where police later found six children. Uh, witnesses said that they then saw him toss her head from the roof of the apartment building. 
as I, you do. I, that's exactly. I was thinking about that. If if you do cut someone's head off, you chop someone's head off. You need to toss it out triumphantly. You don't just. I don't know. You don't just let it fall there and leave it on the ground in front of you. You just toss it ahead of you. The precedent was set long ago in the Conan movie, the first one. Yeah, the first Conan movie. You well, gotta I think- roll it down some really long stairs. Preferably lob it. Well, what about a Clash of Titans? Arc. Was Clash of Titans that precede the Conan movie? Yes, but Perseus? I can't remember what happened to the head. Well, he took uh, the Gorgon's head and just tossed it. You know, right? At the, at the end. No, I mean he he well, uses he it, used to, it to petrify the Kraken. I mean, the, the Gorgon's head is different because it's a useful thing. Yeah, I guess if you cut just a regular person's head off, it's what else? It doesn't really do, do anything for you <laughs> unless you make it into a bong or something. Looks great on your mantle. <laughs> An incense holder. There's a lot of things you could do with it, I guess. Uh, upon entering the apartment, officers discovered the partly dismembered body of the, the 30-year-old tenant and detained the 32-year-old husband after he attempted to resist them. Why is it dismembered but behead? It sounds weird. I guess it's because they can't figure out that if you cut somebody's head off, what part is the person? <laughs> are you are you cutting the body off somebody because the he- the person is in the head, or is the person in the body and you're cut- you're cutting the head off? That's why it's confusing. It is kind of confusing. Then. It's very metaphysical. I I mean I guess it's... it has to do with the the residence of the soul. You are cutting the head off. You were removing the head from the body. But don't, wouldn't you but the, think, don't you kind of, th- I mean, we're not ancient cavemen that think like, oh, my soul lives in my heart. I mean, I mainly think of myself that I live in my brain. But yeah, so you're I cutting mean, my you body think, off. Well, I guess, I mean, so you're what you're saying, me. he's debodied, misbodied. Huh? <laughs> you're debodying <laughs> me. <laughs> I like the term beheading. I do too. I just wonder why it's behead, dismember, unhorse, unhorsed, amputate. Um, I guess. I don't know. So uh, the, the the guy actually did attempt to resist them, which I'm surprised. After dismembering and beheading, don't you think you would just kind of sit there drinking your coffee and just wait for them? I'm glad you arrived, Cops. officers. Just be a you know full. At that point, you're basically Hannibal Lecter. I mean, I guess you haven't eaten them yet, but. Uh, more or less. Yeah. I mean, what's, the, what's the point of resisting? I mean, you could try and disappear, which is always a good thing. But if you're just there, hanging around, resisting... It's futile. Yeah. Futile. A police spokesman said later that the body parts were discovered on the terrace of the flat and that limbs had also been found in the courtyard of the building. This guy was just throwing pieces of his wife all over the place. <laughs> Seemed like uh, he didn't really have much of a, a plan of action about hiding the body parts. I don't. I don't, don't think you don't want any teenage boys to find the vagina. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Sounds like he kept that for himself. Oh, um, the man uh, who is believed to work in the building industry and authorities say just had several traffic viola- violations and tax infractions on his police record, but no history of violent crimes. Uh, his there were six children in the apartment who were apparently unscathed. They were handed over to social services. Uh, they were not able to say whether all six were between the ages of one and thirteen belong to the couple. But witnesses told a public radio station that she had seen the man who she said was Turkish on the roof of the five-story apartment building holding up the head of the woman in one hand 
and a knife in the other. That's the way you do it. You got to do that. You got to like exalt in the beheading. It almost sounds to me that this is a Turkish divorce, like a traditional Turkish divorce. Like I think if, uh, I think in like Muslim countries like that, that's just how you settle it. You just behead. I mean, I guess that's how it used to be done with uh, what Henry the Eighth. Yeah, that's how he did it. Yeah, I mean, you just behead the wife, marry a new one. I mean, this sounds so you like can't really. I mean, he was he he just made his own religion, right? So he could marry more wives. Didn't he? Didn't he create? Did he become a Protestant? Was that what his what his deal was? <laughs> I don't really that, remember much. But I think that's maybe how the Church of England started. Or well, I think that's what it was. Is everyone was Catholic and you weren't allowed to get a divorce, thing. so he's like, "Fuck that shit! I'm going to behead my wives and become a Protestant. And I'll just get a new one." Thomas More protested the idea and burnt at the stake himself. History. Lance Wackerly. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's sort of vague made up history that may be sort of right i don't know i kind of agree with that don't chase and replace them ethos um <laughs> does that that really means don't chase them down with a knife and cut their head off <laughs> Is that what that means? I, I guess that's what i would say you know don't don't chase them and cut their head off just replace them with a, a new one i think it was uh, the not- notorious big who stated that yeah don't chase them, replace them. For, for edification, though, you can't cut your wife's head off and then replace it with another head. No, a better you looking head. Well, maybe eventually in the future you can, which oh. would be nice for us. You don't have to stare at that same withered face. You know. In the year two thousand. <laughs> So the witness's mother said she saw him throw the head into the courtyard. Uh, she said she had earlier seen the man strike and kick his wife. Um, neighbors said that they could see the children looking out the window as the murder took place. You know, that's a memory that will be repressed only to resurface years later when you least expect it. Like when you're ordering food at a Taco Bell or maybe when you're about to like ejaculate in your wife's face and then suddenly you realize, oh my God, I saw my mother beheaded by my father. Ugh. It's gotta, it's gotta, it's gotta have severe psychological repercussions. Um, one said that the uh, man had another lover living in the building with whom he had two children and that the wife had previously thrown her husband with whom she often fought out of the apartment. So, uh, this man isn't really without blame. Although talk about brazen infidelity there. I know. And, and he's like, you're going to kick me out. I'll just go stay with the other bitch. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't it crazy that you would have a mistress and your wife in the same building and you had children with that mit- mistress who also lives in the same building? Unless you're a uh, Mormon. Uh, Mr. Simon, have you seen Price of Gas? <laughs> I can't be driving all over town to different mistress. Yeah, but unless you're a they Mormon. Keep in the same building, much more eco- economical. Only Mormons can get away with that kind of shit. Us normals, <laughs> we can't do that. Sorry there, Turkish. You're not going to be able to get away with that. I don't know, maybe that's why he chopped her head off. That one's no good. I'll go for the younger model. Anyway, that's my beheading story. I think uh, Wackerly... You have a, a story that follows this theme. A father in northwestern India, uh, he remains unrepentant. It's the best thing to do after you do something gruesome. Just remain unrepentant. Uh, after beheading his daughter with a ceremonial sword. Ooh, all right. So we had wife, and now we have daughter. Yeah. 
I always forget that there's lots of Muslims in India, right? Yeah, I always thought they were like cow worshippers. Isn't it just that like they worship the cow? The Hindus? Well, I think it's half and half. I don't know. Maybe it's majority the cow worshipping heathens and then there's the Muslims. Where does the Vishnu worshipping people fit in? I think they're the same people as the cow people, right? Okay, what about the elephant guy? Same. All right, so they, so they worship elephant, cows, and uh, and the, the many-armed woman? Right. I, I, I wish I was in one of those on religions. It sounds a hell of a lot more interesting than our religion. Because if you piss off one god, you're just like, I'll just go do something that you know the elephant dude likes, and maybe he'll help me out against that other one that doesn't like me because I masturbate too much or whatever. Yeah, instead of just having one god that just judges, you know, Judeo-Christian faith just it really limits your freedom. Right. It's like one guy is looking at, watching you all the time. Yeah, I hate being chosen. I like <laughs> the uh, the many god religions are like uh, they're more like like every day is a substitute teacher. <laughs> you know, you could just get away with all kinds of shit. Polytheism. That's the way to go. If you're gonna be, yeah. if you're gonna be religious, be a polytheist. What's it called where you just worship like the dirt and the rocks and shit? Hippie? <laughs> yeah, but there's a technical name for it. I'm going to go all the way back to that. Or just, the, you know, the sun. Ah! It scares me. When it goes down, you get even more scared. Ah, it's abandoned me. Just live in constant fear. Because that's pretty much my life anyway. It's right. Yeah. Everybody, unless, everybody's unless, until life, you're really. drunk, then it's all right. Where was I? <laughs> I don't know. I'm scared. I'm You're opining about a better life. My son father isn't here. <laughs> I have to. I have to worship the liquor father at night. It gets me through. Oh well, obviously this guy's a Muslim. His name is. <laughs> I like this. His name is Ogad. O g h a d. Ogad. It's kind of like a Midwestern, you know, like dits. Wait, G a w d. O-G-H-A-D. Oh, oh God. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, God. Did oh, you God. see Sex in the City last night? It was so funny. Oh, God. Sing. What's the deal with these <laughs> so Muslims he's, uh, and the beheadings? What are sings? Sings? Yeah. They're all named Sing. What, they have the turban. The Sikhs. Sikhs, they yeah. They have the same last, night, last name. And they, what do they worship? I don't the know. Slurpee God? It's <laughs> worth the limit of <laughs> my a religion. big, massive, topic. like, big gulp Slurpee. He's 46. He's a marble miner. Wow. So. so that's a, a fascinating profession there. You go to school <laughs> for that? I mean, like, you know, hopefully there's lots of hungry, hungry hippos, board games being sold. <laughs> Are we talking about marbles, like the, the, the marbles that that's young schoolboys have? It says marble miner, and that's what I'm going to. Right. I guess in in India they're just that's where all the marbles come from. Oh, okay, okay. So they they're getting like the uh the the, the porcelain ones, the cat's eye ones, all those kind of marbles. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean when you find like the big the big round the big ones. Yeah. Whatever that's called that <laughs> you flick know. against the little ones. That's like jackpot <laughs> that day cuz like, you found a big there's oh a big <laughs> a big cache <laughs> of the giant marbles. They're worth a lot of money. You know Wackerly, we're old but we're not old enough to actually have had played marbles in school. I think I'm, I played marbles one time. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I don't. We didn't play marbles. I don't, I don't know. But do you think most of our? Do you think most of like the listening audience here even knows what a marble is these I don't days? Think so. 
Well, I barely do. I, I don't. You draw a circle and you put all these marbles out there. I have no idea how you even play that game. And then you got to like ch- like flick it or something. You try and knock the other person's marbles out of the circle. I'm pretty sure. Jack jacks is something that I completely clueless of. And you see, you know, you're watching Leave It to Beaver and Wally and the Beaver playing jacks, and you're like, what the fuck are they doing? It looks completely idiotic. And kids today just had their cell phones and their marijuana. Yeah. And bath salts. Well, when he's not in the marble mine, he's, uh, you know, just just incensed because his daughter is bringing dishonor to the family uh, because she's a slut. She had an arranged marriage, but she uh, broke it off uh, two years ago and moved back home. Uh, since that time, she'd been seeing several men. And what set him off completely, put him over the edge, is uh, that she eloped with one of the men a couple of weeks ago. Talk about a slattern. Do you have her phone number? <laughs> I don't think they have phones, to be honest. There's a thousand people who live in this village. Give her a couple name. marbles, maybe a Parcheesi board game. <laughs> marbles? Yeah. you got to bring a dowry full of like the nicest Just marbles. A big bag of those big marbles. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, here's the thing, though. He's so concerned about... Uh, this is why the world is fucked. His main concern was that she, her being a slut was making it hard to find husbands for the other daughter, the other daughters he has that are unmarried. Uh, and these countries why. in India, they just push these kids out, and it's like a money-making scheme. It's like if you have a boy, he'll help me do my shitty marble mining business and make a lot, make me money. And if you have girls, it's a dowry. Like, yeah, it's like oh, if I just get him to eighteen or whatever the fucking age of consent is over there, probably three. Yeah, the age like, of oh, consent. I'll, sell, eight. I'll get a dowry and sell them off. Like, stop fucking having kids. That's your first problem. Then maybe your country wouldn't be so shitty. Maybe the marble market would pick up, and you could actually make money just doing your goddamn job rather than fucking squirting kids all over your shitty, like, no food country. Michael, are you working for the Chinese? Why are the Chinese the Indians' prime enemy? No, but isn't it like the Chinese ideology? They figured it out. Like we have this giant country full of extremely poor people. We have to get them to stop having children. Well, think about it. If they didn't, they'd be overflowing off the coasts. They'd just be floating in the sea. Be Chinese people everywhere. Yeah. Um. So, but check this out. This is even weirder. So. He brings a ceremonial sword out. She's like, <laughs> I don't know what she thinks he's going to do. Cut off a piece of like curry or something. And then uh, he chops her head off with a single stroke, wow. he says. Well, this is what he told his brother. He's like a reg- he's regular bragging about it. Because his brother walks in and is like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I cut off my daughter's head. It only took one shot. Good job. <laughs> Did uh, he toss the head triumphantly? No, it's even weirder than that. Ooh. So his brother persuades him to turn himself in. So they get on his brother's motorcycle and they drive all the way to the police station. Meanwhile, he's still gripping the ceremonial sword and the head by the hair. On the motorcycle? On the motorcycle. Wow. Five, two miles all the way to the police station. It sounds like a screenplay of a uh, good Bollywood movie. Need right. a little dance number in there, maybe after the beheading. During or Samuel he's... Beckett or something. <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee Williams. Yeah. So they get, to the, they get to the police station. He still has the sword and the head. 
He goes in and he sits down in the waiting room for like, because, you know, India's got like billions of people. Everywhere you go, there's a giant line. You, you know, just it's hard to get anything done there. So they go to the police station. They got to wait. So they're sitting in the waiting room and the guy's got the head in one hand still and the sword in the other. Do you think he put the head in his lap or do you sit on the chair next to him? He's still got it in his hand. He's so he's just holding it, it up. Officer, Officer Ranjit Singh. No relation. Because they're all <laughs> named Singh, remember? It's part of their religion. He says, it was a ghastly sight. Describing the father sitting in the station's waiting room, holding the head in one hand and the sword in the other. Ogad admitted immediately that he'd killed his daughter because she had earned a bad name for the family. Ooh, an <laughs> very, honor very killing. Bad. You know, you know what's funny, though? I'm, I'm sure it was a ghastly sight. I mean, it sounds like it, but I, I bet you they still made him wait an hour. Yeah, there's people ahead of you in line. If I'm ahead of this dude in line and somebody's like, oh, can you let this guy go forward? He's got his daughter's head in his hands. Like, no, no, I have been here for three hours trying to process my parking ticket. That man can wait with his daughter's head. He is no one special. My, my neighbor cut off his son's head just yesterday and he had to wait. I, I guarantee he was probably just waiting there for about two hours. So yeah, I always think that all these Muslim fundamentalist dudes are they're like very uh, cohesive and solidarity, and they're like, "Yes, the daughter, bad daughter," and uh, you well, know, especially you the men. Yeah, I mean, living in a paternal society like that, I'm sure the men would all kind of be like, "High five. That's no, a good cut. How many strokes? Aghast. One stroke. So they, two. <laughs> they, they're all aghast. They had this big funeral. The coroner sewed the head back on. I have to mention that. And then they had this procession with the body. Women were wailing in grief, lining the dusty road. Why? Because women aren't allowed at the funeral. <laughs> so they just have to like watch the procession go to the funeral, and they aren't allowed in because you know the guys are like, someone has to mend the slipping machine while we go to the funeral. <laughs> Woman, you stay here. Keep the other doctor there watching for shoplifter. Well, you know, it makes sense to me why uh, all the townsfolk especially the men were aghast why he just he just killed the town slut would you be pissed it's like you know i mean i'm sure most of those girls have arranged marriages you probably have to like have i bet you they have sex with cows i bet you that's not uncommon there and then all of a sudden here's a chick that's like oh yeah i'll have sex with you guys how many six cool you know how many marbles are you gonna give me free love man people you can decide who had the I guess, worst beheading story here for episode 335. Go vote com. We've got a few phone calls here at the Sick and Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. We also got some emails to get to. I know we didn't get to emails last week. Uh, people, you can email the show at sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Before we get to the first phone call, here's a word from adamandeve.com. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So we got a few phone calls here, the Sick and Wrong Hotline. The first call had to do with the uh, squid per- sperm. <laughs> I'm a professional podcaster, and I have difficulty saying that. The squid sperm story from last week. 
You got to do your audio, audio exercises. Hey, Dean Lance, it's Scott from Illinois. Um, you were talking about the squid story and the microwave and the sperm or something, I believe. I can't remember which squid. But it reminded me of the, this porn video, a Bukaki video, where all these guys jack off into this bowl. And I believe the porn stars actually blew. Why would you even want to watch that? It's just a bunch of guys jacking off into a bowl. Like, I can understand if, like, the girl has, like, you know, that dog shield thing around her neck and it's just you're jacking off on her face. At least there is a woman there. But, like, this, it sounds to me that this guy's just watching a video of, like, nine dudes just jacking off into a bowl. Well, let him finish. Maybe a woman shows up at the end. All right, let's see. I doubt it. Cooks it up like scrambled eggs and feeds it to this other porn star. I don't know. For some reason, the story reminded me of that. It's pretty fucking gross. Uh, I'll send you the link, but check it out if you want to. All right. Thanks. Enjoy the podcast. Bye. Yeah, please send me that because I really want to see it over and over again. That's repeated viewing there for the the cum omelet porn. I mean, am I supposed to believe that if you cook cum, it like congeals up like an egg? Well, maybe if it's that much of like that much of a volume, that larger volume of cum. Like if nine guys coming into a a bowl would be what I don't know. Like pull out your graduated cylinder. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. I, I I didn't know it congealed like that. Didn't did, weren't we talking about that last week? Was I saying like what would happen if you put cum in the microwave? I don't remember. <laughs> I blocked it out. So sick and wrong scientists out there. <laughs> We ask um, you um, to engage into a, a engage in a science experiment this week. Uh, be sure to use your parents' your parents' crockery and your parents' microwave, and let us know what happens. I would, you know, what you should do YouTube that shit, videotape it, put it on YouTube, and make sure you're wearing your sick and wrong shirt, and uh, we can find out does come create an omelet. I think uh, that this is a good uh, science experiment. Well, yeah. Who, we'll find out. Who would be? What would be the control? Don't let your mom catch you using her crockery for this, by the way. I think it would make a great YouTube video. So uh, people out there, yeah, let's find out. Let's, let's, let's answer this age-old question. I guess it's not age-old. It's only a week old, but let's answer <laughs> this it. This actually isn't the type of experiment that requires a control group. It either does or it doesn't. So you don't even need to have control? Nothing to compare it to? I think, no, you don't. All right. It's a different, it is kind of an experiment, but it's just, is it possible to, and it either is or isn't. All right. So it's either, there, it's either, it either congeals or it stays in liquid form. I don't know. I don't suggest eating the product that comes out of the microwave, even though omelets are very tempting, delicious. I don't know if I would. With a calm omelet, I think it would be disgusting. If you have a shitty sister that you hate who's very weight conscious <laughs> and is always eating bullshit like egg white omelets, though. That could be funny. That could be funny. You also know. could get, you know, sent away to a home. <laughs> trying to sexually abuse your sister, so. You know, I wonder if my brother's ever done this. To you? No, I'm not not to me. I'm just wondering if my brother's ever done this experiment. Like I wonder if my brother has ever actually heated up cum. He might know the answer to this question. 
and we're just totally dismissing his, you know, sage advice. Well, he's not just going to answer the phone if we call him. So, all right, <laughs> <laughs> got to save up all these questions. Next time we see him, we should ask him that. Yeah. Uh, second story is about a guy who's uh, disappointed with this uh, revelation about his girlfriend. What's up, guys? This is uh, the the same dude that did the deer story, right? Uh, I'm going to call myself Larum from now on. But uh, Larum had a fun night tonight. I ended up finding out that uh, the girl that I've been seeing for the last couple of weeks is a complete heroin junkie. And she asked me if she could move in, brought over a tweaker to move in all of her stuff. Holy shit. Wow, I would definitely ask this girl if she has any STDs before having unprotected sex with her. <laughs> I'm confused. The So he's letting the heroin addict move in with him after two weeks of dating. That's a mistake, even if she's not a heroin addict. And is the tweaker moving in also or just helping her move her things? I think the tweaker is her mover, which actually makes a lot of sense. They'd probably be great movers because they're up all the time. They have unbounded en- energy. Is the tweaker a man or a woman? I don't know. We'll see. So I think what what he's saying is he met this girl two weeks ago, finds out she's a junkie, she's already moving into his house, which is a huge mistake. I, you know, I, I, I don't even think after even two years of dating a girl, you should let her move into your house. Even if she's a teetotaling librarian. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm not even, let alone if she's a drug addict or not. But this guy, mistake one... Is uh, he's letting her move in after two weeks? Mistake two is he's dating a um, a heroin addict. Of my guitars, uh, I actually shunned her. I I turned her out on her tweaker ways, and uh, she was very angry. What's about it? Uh, Larum over and out. I'm confused about the heroin addict and the tweaker, and what happened there. Did we miss part of the call? No, I just I think it was a sloppy narrative, to be honest. It sounds like it sounds like he she moved in, the tweaker was moving her in, he was shocked by this revelation she's a junkie, and here's her tweaker friend, and he said he gave her an old fashioned Amish shunning. And uh then she left and she was really upset. And Maybe uh, he got into the heroin himself and he nodded off in the middle of the story. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, he's got to work on his delivery here. There's some, it's, it's a sloppy narrative. There's too many like uh, un, un, unresolved plot points here. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm confused. Call back. Well, you I, know, guess, I guess I commend him. It sounds like he did the right thing. You gotta, you gotta get her out of the house. But you know, if you think about it, all the different drug users you could have, I'd rather a heroin addict seems like she'd be down for anything and probably. You're never going. gonna get to have sex though. Why? When she's passed out. You're never going to have get to have sex with a non-passed out woman. All right, but some guys get off on that because uh, they're a lot more reasonable when it comes to your sexual demands. Out of all the, you know, not talking about marijuana or alcohol, uh, out of all the drugs, you know, somebody's doing lots of LSD, lots of speed. So lots you of don't heroin, want to date a tweaker, believe me. Lots of cocaine. I think I would pick the, the junkie. I think, you know, but the thing is, they're junkies, though, that are self-sustaining. Like, they can actually hold a job. I guess it depends on how severe their addiction is. But there are some people that, yeah, you know, sure, they they need to relax. 
spike it up at night and then but then they're ready to go and they're easy to deal with they're gonna pass out you can do whatever you want it'd be nice if she wasn't injecting yeah that would be because like you know after a while they get the sort of like whatever gangrene you know the infected limb and they're shooting it into their vaginas and stuff <laughs> you don't like that swollen heroin filled labia look no <laughs> it is it's not just swollen off. i mean it's green after a while huh you know what what do you do in this situation here like let's say you're dating a girl you kind of dig her you know it's been a couple dates three dates here next thing you know you go to her house and there's like a whole like heroin work set syringe you don't you don't move her in that's number one i think you relax your your expectations you say well this is obviously going to be a short-term thing (laughs) but that doesn't mean i'm ending it right now well i think i think i agree with i agree with wackerly here don't move her in and definitely wear a condom and you've got to watch the whole like you got to make sure you don't get yourself sucked into that shit yeah that's that's like uh, hey come on just have a little puff of it with me, a little snort. And you're like, well, it is a Friday night. <laughs> My girlfriend's a junkie. And next Why not? Thing, next thing you know, you're addicted to heroin too. You're both getting evicted and you both have HIV. That's how right. it works. That's how, that's what happens. You're sucking cocks. <laughs> you're sucking. Fix. Yeah, exactly. You're doing sexual favors for Jerry Sandusky and the guy that called us boys in the art of the first article. Forget Boys. his name. Boys. 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 I have I a five dollar bill to, I for know you. you. Need to get your <laughs> Boys. All right. Here's the last. Uh, the the last uh, call. Hey, what's up, sick and wrong? It's once again two plus Toby calling again. Uh, what's a question for you guys? And this guy calls a lot. I like I like some of his calls, but he calls a lot, and he just sounds like the just the prototypical stoner. I listen to him. I just did that laid back stoner drawl. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. He's he's kind of interesting. But seriously, dude, cut down the calls. My question to you is: When you're with a girl, is it weird, like for you, when she wants you to choke her? To me, it's not really weird at the <laughs> beginning, but then when she tells me to choke her harder. I get worried, like, I'm going to kill her. Like, I feel like I'm going to fucking... I'm, I'm going to go up on murder charges because I was trying to choke this bitch while I was having sex with her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing some scene out of, like, Texas Chainsaw across with, like, John Waters' Pink Flamingos or something. Like I'm this- picturing this happening one time, and just now he's just really stoned and just thinking about it. And you're like, <laughs> God, God, what if... Oh my god! And like three hours later, he's still thinking about it. He like doesn't even have a girlfriend anymore. How, how <laughs> yeah. often do you think a guy named Toothless Tony, Toby, Toothless Toby? How often do you think a guy named Toothless Toby actually gets laid? Well, there's probably a lot of toothless women out there. Yeah, maybe I don't know. You know, uh, not to digress too much, but I saw this website called Ideas. dot com. Did you see that? Yeah, no. Ideas. It's it's got to be one of the I don't know. It, it, it didn't infuriate me immediately, but at first I was lo- looking at this thinking like, who the fuck would go on this fucking retarded website and read these stupid high tweets? And then I thought about it. I bet you most of our audience would. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's a brilliant concept and I should have come up with it. Well, you know? are they funny or are they... No, dude, they're exactly what you'd expect. 
a really stone person would write in a tweet and you know and it's on this site it's almost like all of our calls <laughs> i'll check it out ideas i'm ideas. sure i'm sure toothless toby over here has been on it a couple of times rusty wagon wheel uh, so yeah answer that question for me is it cool for you guys you just go full force and just get it done all right is that voice in the back of your head like i'm gonna kill this bitch I always think about killing her other ways than uh, choking, but... um, I think when a girl asks you to choke her during sex, you don't go full force. (laughs) Come on. You know, I've dated a few girls that are into that. I even dated one girl that liked to use a belt. Like, so, from behind, you Uh pull on the belt. And that, that kind of freaked me out. And I just, of course, yeah, I'm not going full force. I mean, I'm kind of like, I'm such a neurotic Jew anyway. Even like anything like like that is just kind of like, well, what are you doing? Why do you want me to do this to you? Like, How yeah, I, I mean, just verbally berate you? Yeah, exactly. Does that or, work for you? <laughs> I mean, if you're God, doing your bre- ass is so cottage cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> you need to work out and stop eating. Oh, yeah, do you like that? <laughs> Uh, but but seriously, I, I just yeah, like I mean, when you're when a girl's asking you to do something like this, I think it's just the gesture and the idea, the thought of it that is getting her off. It's part of the fantasy. I don't think you're actually physically, seriously trying to crush her fucking trachea. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> you're not Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Although Did you ever he see could Darth choke Vader a bitch. Laid? No, <laughs> Darth Vader could choke a bitch. That. <laughs> I don't know. I I mean. I, I guess it's how you, how you get carried away. You know, I think the the toothless Toby's problem is is he's super stone. He's probably over rationalizing the action. Like I think he's like, you know, how real does she want this? Does she want it very real? Does she want this like, or does she want this to be a fantasy? But how much of a fantasy is it? My fantasy? Maybe he hates the girl, and this is like his id playing out. You know, you did say that she asked for it. I don't know. I you know I've I remember the girl that that I dated that this would really get her off though. I mean, this is one one of the things that would really get her off. And I remember at first being just as alarmed, just like this is kind of odd. But then it's like, yeah, okay, you choke her. It's just the idea of being choked. It's not. Of do you like, have to do it? Do you have to do it every time? You know, ninety percent of the time. It it came to about like eighty percent of the time. I would say. See, fuck that. <laughs> you're not even you're not even good giving game for that. I am, but but I don't. You, let's like do different stuff all the time. If you, had, I'm not. I don't. I don't think I could stick around a girl who had like one specific fetish that she just had to indulge all the time. I would get bored. I would like, oh yeah, I'm choking you. Like the first time, I'd be like, wow, this is weird and erotic. And oh yeah, maybe once every five times or once every three times. But once it becomes like. The only way this is going to work for you is if I choke you. Okay. I'm choking you. Great. Yeah, but I kind of feel, though, that there has to be reciprocation involved. Like, So if she's going to make me do something that I obviously don't feel you know, extremely comfortable doing, and it's also something I find a bit unnatural, well, I'm going to flip you know, the, 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 card, the situation on her and have her do something like um, dress, up as, kiss makeup. dress up as Grimace you know, yeah. from McDonald's land. Which is kind of sexy, but with like the genitals exposed. That's right. not something that, you know, girls normally do. And then she has to make the Grimace outfit, which is, you know, it's not easy. But most girls are kind of handy and they can do crafts and stuff. But I mean, you I could... actually think that Grimace is on the level of marbles. 
<laughs> Crimps hasn't been around for 20 years. That's why you can, that's know. why you got that Grimace outfit so cheaply because it's like out of commission. No yeah, but kids, circulation. kids can go to McDonald's and see a fucking like, who's the big fat purple guy? He's it's not Grimace. there anymore. Oh, they they did not get rid of Grimace. It's been a while since I've been to McDonald's. But not that long. <laughs> go look for. Okay, the, your job this week is to go find a, a Grimace and take a photo of it. I think you're gonna have a hard time. All right, Wacken, I'm gonna prove you wrong. I'm not and, gonna and do... don't go to some fake McDonald's like in the middle of like Mexico Town. <laughs> like, well, if that's what you have to do, but you at least have to own up to it. Okay, if I went on the McDonald's website right now, you don't think I would see a Grimace? Unless what about Ronald? Archive, Do they no. still have Ronald? Ronald or is Hamburglar? The, I mean, he's the icon. Hamburglar? Hamburglar? I don't think so. The bird? <laughs> the bird chick? Who's the bird chick? The bird? Birdie? I don't know. The, the fry, fry guys? guys? Mayor McCheese? <laughs> oh yeah, Mayor Hamburglar. <laughs> I mean, I think we need. To, I think we all need to to face facts. Ronald murdered them all. <laughs> I never. He's the only one left. I never trusted that guy. I he's never. A cl- he's a scary clown. I bet you he murdered them and he probably ate them. Of I mean, I'm not, yeah. I mean, you look at the Fry guys and fries, whatever. Mayor McCheese had a he had a cheeseburger head. I'm not quite yeah. sure what Grimace was, but still, I, I wouldn't. He, put it past if he didn't him. eat them, the first place I would look is the freezer, the walk-in freezer in the back. They're just they're frozen corpses. Or just preserved in the back. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, all right. We digress here, but I'm going to take you up on that. I'm going to go to McDonald's and prove you wrong. I'll take a picture, Instagram photo of uh, of Grimace on the wall Ronald is like Dr. Manhattan, you know? He's just content to live by himself. That's why he had to murder everyone else. <laughs> He's just out in his own McDonald's planet. He doesn't want to share the spotlight. Talk about an ego unchecked. Yeah. And he's a psychotic clown. Ugh. We need to send a drone after him. That's Something. Something. Well, um, Toothless Toby, you know, if you're going to choke a girl, I think it's good to indulge a girl's fantasy. I don't think you should overdo it. Don't become overzealous. Don't let your actual true feelings come to the forefront while you're uh, choking her. Because um, I think we've all felt that same way about some of the girls that we've dated. I probably wouldn't choke her after a fight. I'd probably maybe <laughs> just wait till you're like having normal sex, not like revenge sex or, or breakup Make-up sex, sex, you know. Then definitely not during breakup sex, don't choke her, because who knows what will happen. Uh, people can call the Sigurdlund Hotline, 206-666-3846. Well, actually, we have time for like one email here. I want to get through this because it's kind of funny. Uh, this email came from Sam. She says, hey, Dean Lance, I downloaded the full SNW archive to get me through laser eye surgery. Couldn't read or watch TV for days. Wow. So she was uh, convalescing in her house just listening to us for days. And masturbating. Oh, my God. I got rather self-castrate. <laughs> uh, that done with, you're now getting me through my working day. So thanks for that. You're welcome. Anyway, I'm only. I wouldn't even go so far as to self castrate. I would just continue to wear glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm only up to podcast 34, so forgive me for being out of touch. But you were talking about beer shits. Um, Believe me, uh, we talk about beer shits 
through many, many podcasts beyond podcast 34. But I'm sure we were talking about beer shits way back in podcast 34. She says, I thought it might interest you to know that my friends and I call beer shits the period, as in I got my period yesterday. For the record, we're ladies. And she says in parentheses to use the term loosely. I bet. <laughs> it's not coming out of your vagina, I hope. Oh, it depends on where they wipe. Um, or how they wipe. You know, I kind of like that term, the period. I think I might I might adopt that one. I haven't heard it before, which is a plus. Yeah, it's the first time I've ever heard it. It makes perfect sense. It's like, oh my God, man, I had a period yesterday. Because, uh, I mean, uh, we all get that. It's something I think uh, men and women can relate on, you know? Biological function that we both fiber share. Pills. I don't really get that anymore. So wait, if you drank fourteen Miller High Lives tonight <laughs> and took one of your Lens Wackley fantastic fiber pills, you, know, well, you would have keys, a solid movement. One. Eat like six of them. <laughs> How could that be healthy? It's fiber. It's good for you. It pushes the poo out. <laughs> <laughs> so are you like actually like? Emitting a, a full-size can of High Life in poo form? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's better than the Beeriads. <laughs> That's true. I, the Beeriads are terrible. And uh, tampons just don't work. So keep up the good work. I'll keep sniggering to myself at the fact that my colleagues have no idea of the grim stuff keeping me occupied and causing the occasional loud giggle. Big love, Sam. Well, thanks, Sam, for the, uh, the Beeriads. That's uh, kind of nice to know. I'll do one more email here from Captain Jingles. He says, hey, Dean Lance, I just wanted to say that you guys were on the Bath Salts bandwagon long before this zombie bullshit. Well, thanks for that. It's nice Cannibal. to know. <laughs> well, Cannibals. Was there a bandwagon for Bath Salts? Yeah. Back then? We started that. We, I think, yeah, I think we built the bandwagon. We knew about the bath salts before anybody else, and now that's all anybody can talk about. I know, exactly. We get no credit. Lance brought up a story on episode 276 about a cross-dresser who did a bunch of bath salts and fucked a dwarf goat. He didn't have <laughs> any people to eat, so he fucked the goat. You guys broke the bath salt story to the world way before everyone else. Truly, you are the only true news source. Thank you, Captain. I'm uh, honored. I'm honored. Also, it sounds like Meow Meow, that drug that defocused an episode around. It's the stuff that specifically makes you guys want to rip your balls off. You guys are pretty well versed in the world of weird-ass drugs. Adding in the salvia that D did, your combined cocaine usage, and Wackley's alcoholism. Let's hear Arnold call in and beat that. Hoping not to rip my balls off, Captain Jingles. Who's Arnold? I think uh, that guy, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, calls in every now and then. Just uh, one of the oh. most famous people in the entire fucking world. That calls this well, podcast? There's other Arnolds. There's uh, Arnold Palmer. There's Tom Arnold. Yes, there are a sure. couple other Arnolds. I would um, like for Tom Arnold to call in. People, you can email the show at podcast at hotmail.com. Um, <laughs> people, if you haven't already, uh, iTunes. iTunes is this thing that they have inside your computer. It plays music. It also plays podcasts. And that's where you Catches go. my soul after I die. It certainly does. Uh, that's where you go to listen to Sick and Wrong. You don't go on the, the, the web, the interweb. You go to iTunes. It's in your computer. It's this magical thing. It plays music and podcasts and all sorts of things. Um, and you go in there, you update it, and then you download the podcast, you subscribe, and you give us a ranking. 
because uh, it actually helps us out. You know, I noticed um, some uh, some whimsical limey posted on our Facebook pages. I don't know if you're, I think you were tagged in that as well. That we're ranked like number three over in the UK. I know. I don't get it. I don't get it either. But it, but it's it's kind of funny that there's all these like BBC programs and then they're sick and wrong, right? Ensconced between like Pierce Morgan and some other BBC limey guy. And I'm just like, oh, well, that's weird. I don't know why I'm we're scared up there. because the BBC is the national British, you know, media company, right? And if if they see that sort of thing, you know, they have the power of the 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 Royal Air Force and the whatever. What the, do you the worry Mounties about the Queen's Guard they have over there? The Queen's Guard coming to hunt you down. Us. I'm actually kind of hoping that they offer us a contract, then we'll say fuck it and we'll just move to London. What if and, James uh, Bond just shows up and tries to whack us? I don't think that will. Well, I mean, you never know. You never. You know. may. They might. The Queen might be like, "I want that third spot for my BBC program starring Russell Brand. He's very funny. He's British. These two <laughs> Yanks are taking the spot. It's very dis- disturbing to me. The Corgis don't like it. What if the Queen send in Mister Bond? What if the Queen like put on her cat suit and came after you? Ew. <laughs> <laughs> or sent Mrs. Thatcher. Or what's the old guy's name? Prince Charles? William? I don't know. Or the old dude. I don't Philip. know. Philip. Philip. Oh, yeah, yeah. Prince Philip. You I never would break know. him. Anyway, uh, we, we appreciate the Limeys are doing it right. That's all I got to say. They're subscribing. They're rating the show. Boosting us up to number three. Giving us a lot of exposure. Getting a lot of new fans, a lot of new listeners. We need to do that here domestically as well. So people just go to iTunes right now. Just go to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and comment on this fine program. <laughs> we appreciate program. it. With an E on the end and two M's. Also, uh, uh, the best way to support the show really is to order Sick and Wrong merchandise. Sick and Wrong merchandise. We love selling our merch. We have a cafe press store. We also have a Sick and Wrong podcast store at sickroompodcast.com slash store. And if you go on there right now, you can, if you're, you know, not chunky, if you're full-bodied, a full-bodied person, you can order one of the five extra-large T-shirts we have left. Uh, we have um, several, well, actually, we have a couple others, but it's, we have several extra-large T-shirts left, and uh, you can get the Quanto T if you're a full-bodied, a full-figured person, and you can fit into an extra-large. So go order it today, sickroompodcast.com slash store. But, D, what do I do if I'm not full-bodied and I need a T-shirt? <laughs> well, then you might have to wait for the next printing. We're going to unveil the new Sick and Wrong T-shirts in a couple weeks. Uh, we're working out the designs right now and then got to work it out with the printer. You know how these things always take forever. You can pre-order so if right now. somebody orders one right now, they can email back and forth with you and work out the details. Is that what's going yeah, on? Yeah, if, if you order something that's not an extra large right now, we can... We can we can finagle. We can work something out. I might try to jew you down into something you don't want, but that's just part of my nature. <laughs> um, Wackerly, sick and wrong song of the week. I got a little anecdote to share with you. I was having lunch. It was last Thursday, actually, in uh, Glendale uh, with a lady friend of mine. I hope this anecdote gets interesting soon. <laughs> with a lady friend of mine. We were having uh, cupcakes. I had the French fries. <laughs> I had quite the French salty. fries. And I had the Italian wrap. And uh, anyway, we were sitting outside, and we're uh, eating lunch, and then all of a sudden, she's like, oh my God, there's Fabio. And I looked across the street, and sure enough, there's fucking Fabio. Fabio. 
Fabio, you know, the icon, the romantic. Right. Uh, what is it? The 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 romance the novel model. cover model cover model. Just it. walking down the street, and I, I just I don't know. I was overcome with just excitement. I was just like Fabio. And I waved. He would, f- he would fill out an extra large t-shirt quite well, and it would be great for him to be the model of the t-shirt on the page. You I the ball should have done that. I, well, I was sitting there eating outside. You know, I, was, I had like food in my mouth, and I, I was just overcome with emotion. I was like, Fabio! And I screamed, and uh, he just looked over, and he was just like, waved hi. Hello. He, I mean, how often, I do you think he's, how often do you think people uh, recognize him? I don't know. All he must get that all the time, though. Everybody knows you, Fabio. He's like Ron Jeremy. I do. I do wonder though. What? Where, where was he going? Like, what does Fabio do all day? <laughs> oh my, that'd be a reality program in itself. Yeah, I just I, documentary. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, he must do something. You know, you I could did get him on the show and just talk to him about it. I, I would like to know because I mean, he's an older guy now. I don't think he poses for romance, those Harlequin novels, as much anymore. Well, you know, <laughs> coming back in his style with his Fifty Shades of Grey. I think this might be a good good documentary. I should, Wackily, it'd be nice if you just a day with Fabio. Just you yeah. and Fabio. All, uh, Fabio. I called him Fabio, but Fabio. <laughs> you and Fabio yeah, all day. You know, he's foreign, right? He's like Swedish or something. Well, Italian. You know, Fifty Shades of Grey. There is no man on the cover of book. It's, there's not much work for a man like Fabio anymore in the sex novel trade for housewife. Well, if, we, if you did spend the day with Fabio, I would urge you to avoid any amusement parks. <laughs> I definitely would not go on a roller coaster with that man. I'm glad he's probably much taller than me because I just don't want to get my head anywhere near his head because it's like a magnet for stray birds. <laughs> People were referring in uh, 1999, Fabio was involved in an accident in Bush Gardens. It's so random. Uh, Fabio rode in the first car of Apollo's chariot. It's a roller coaster. And during, during its maiden ride, this is the first ride, and during the rapid descent on the 210-foot drop after the lift hill, a goose collided with Fabio's face. Like a, a goose. goose. A goose flew into Fabio's face, leaving his nose covered in blood. He received a one-inch cut on his nose, but no one else on the roller coaster was hurt. The goose was later found dead on the ground, under the roller coaster, with a broken neck. Fabio is so handsome that a goose hit his face when he's in like a 100-mile-per-hour roller coaster speed, and he still is handsome. Fabio is so handsome... That on a roller coaster going at 210 miles an hour, he can attract a goose. Like a goose a is just goose flying by. To out with him. Totally. A goose is flying by, and all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, that guy is so handsome. Just flew right into his face. Died. Self sacrifice for the story. It's the amazing. goose saw its own God. Anyway, we're going to end this. I didn't even know Fabio, multi talented here, came out with an album in 1993 called After Dark. And he don't do, uh, it. don't do this. He sang this song. Do not do this. It You're going to do it, aren't you? Exceptionally creepy. This is exceptionally creepy. This is something you should put on the next time you're trying to get your wife in a sexy mood. Like seriously, just put this on and don't smile. Be deadly serious. Just be dead serious. Be like, this is what I listen to now. You know, I'm not putting on R. Kelly. I'm not putting on what, Massive Attack. This is what we listen to now. Exactly. Yeah. This is what we listen to now. The song's called When Somebody Loves Somebody. It's creepy. It's really creepy. It's kind of light rock. It's like sexy light rock, but with Fabio singing. I don't know. It's great. It's, it's good. We're going to end the show. When Somebody Loves Somebody. Dedicate this one to Fabio. 
and the goose that died. People will be back next week with uh, episode 336. Till then, take a sleazy. A good night.
Feel free to call the sick and wrong junk dial line. You think that dial a slut chick is a baby? Two oh six 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 three eight four six. At two oh six 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 three eight four six. Can I help you, sir?